Welcome! This is Daniel's Den, the place where we can have a chat and keep it real. And that's on period. Now, it's time for your host, me, Daniel. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. How is everybody doing? I'm really excited for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you guys are excited as well. I know you guys are. Why else would you be listening? So guys, on today's episode, I I kind of just want to get straight into it. Basically, I was scrolling on TikTok and I came across a TikTok of these lads and they were rating female TikTokers based on their looks and their appearance and they were being so misogynistic and so just gross and disgusting and it really disgusted me and it made me Okay, making me question my faith in humanity is a bit dramatic, but it did, it, it, I was just shocked, and it reminded me why feminism is really important in society, and it reminded me of even my own friends, these female TikTokers, they, TikTokers they were raiding, I, I just thought to myself, what if that was my own friend that they were raiding, what if that was, I don't know, I, it made me think about how people misdefine the term feminism. People think feminism is the hatred of men and it's all about putting women on this massive pedestal above men and it's like a separation technique almost when that's the opposite of what feminism is. If you actually look on Google, the definition of feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the ground of the equality of the sexes. Feminism, not only is it for the empowerment of women and the strive for equality for women because women face many, many challenges in society still today. In the past, I mean, I mean, in the 1870s in Ireland, women didn't have the right to vote. They couldn't have political stances or roles and they were discouraged from earning money, from getting education. And women's rights today, I mean, women have rights today, but there's so many societal issues such as the pay gap, the gender pay gap, domestic abuse, stereotypes that still exist. There's so much. And I was actually looking online at statistics. The Central Statistics Office reported that 81% of sexual assault victims were female in 2018. Another report stated that two-thirds of women who attend bars or clubs regularly have experienced sexual harassment. And in another data research on women's aid, they state that one in four women experience domestic abuse at some point in their lives. And obviously there are issues like this. I mean, I did an episode with Mikey recently about in in the past about sexual assault in the LGBT community and that applies to lesbian women and gay men. Um, so obviously men still do go through these things, but I was inspired by this TikTok to talk about feminism and how these issues directly affect women. So I hope you guys are on board with me about that for this week's episode, for today's episode, because I think it's very necessary. So for today's episode, I'm very excited to be bringing on a feminist. Her name is Alex Nash. She is the chair of FemSoc in Maynooth. And I'm very excited that she is coming on the podcast today. I reached out to her and she agreed. She's very excited to come on to talk to you guys, to hopefully educate some of the listeners as well, because I had to educate myself. Finding those statistics, I had to go and do my own research and look into feminism and challenges that face women today in society. I had to do that as well. And I'm glad I did. And I really recommend people do that. And even listening to today to the podcast you are doing that so I'm proud for of everyone that's listening so 
I'm very excited for Alex to come on. I'm gonna bring Alex in. She's in the waiting room, so I'll just locate her, guys. You know me, I have to get my Zoom up and get her in, so just bear with me. Okay, I think that's her. Okay, I think... Okay, Alex is coming in now. Ooh. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited for tonight's episode and I can't wait to hear some of the things you have to say. Thank you so much. I feel like we'll have like so much to talk about and there's so many topics that we're going to discuss. So it's going to be great. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Alex. And now I've already introduced you uh, just there in the intro, but do you want to introduce yourself? I think we all like to introduce ourselves. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, I'm Alex. I'm from Dublin, but I'm living in Maynooth at the moment on campus. And I go to Maynooth University. Um, I'm doing anthropology, Chinese, Spanish, and English lit. Okay. Wow. And you're also the chairperson of FEMSOC in Maynooth, right? Oh, yes. I'm the president of FEMSOC this year in Maynooth. There had been a FEMSOC before, but then there was no one to run it this year. So I was able to start that back up and build a new committee. Amazing. And Alex, I mean, I want to ask, what made you decide to start back up the society? Basically, when I first joined, I didn't know that there had ever been a society and people are like, oh, have you joined any societies? And the only one I really wanted to join was FEMSOC. And then I was like, oh, if there's nothing for me to join, why don't I just make one? Because I'm super interested in like intersectionality and feminism. And I'm like, I think people will enjoy this. Period. And I was reading on the Femsocks on Femsock Minute's Instagram your post about intersectionality and your Fridays for Feminism post. Yes. That's an event, I think. And I was reading about your collaboration with the Anthropology Society. And oh, I'm yeah. just obsessed with what you're doing. And I think more colleges need societies like Femsock. And especially, I think it's even more inspiring that you chose to start it up after it being kind of not discontinued, but after no one else really had continued exactly. it. And you said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And that's very empowering as well, Alex. So go, you exactly. girl. I want to ask you, what does feminism mean to you? To me, feminism is like the pure belief that men and women are equal and incorporating intersectional feminism because feminism cannot exist without intersectionality so it means all men and all women are equal so that that's what amazing. feminism means on google the definition for feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the ground of the equality of the sexes and one of the main issues i think feminism faces in today's society is people saying people trying to define feminism as the hatred of men I hate that exactly I hate that I mean what do you think of that it just annoys me because I feel like a lot of feminism is like incorrectly branded as like you know like people brand them Nazi feminists and stuff like that and it's like oh all feminists hate men I'm like that's not true I mean all feminists hate the patriarchy which came about because of toxic masculinity masculinity but that doesn't equate to feminists hating men they're completely different things it really annoys me when I hear that it kind of comes down to maybe people not being educated enough and I think Femsoc right. Maynooth is such a good example a good resource almost of how Maynooth students and even people on social media can see these things being set up read captions and get more educated and Alex why is feminism needed today needed for so many reasons and I 
feel like people don't understand them because everyone thinks, oh, like women can vote now, women have a lot more rights than they used to, so we don't need feminism anymore. But there's so many issues that still need to be addressed today, like the gender pay gap that still exists. And even on like a lower scale, like um, toxic masculinity, catcalling, things like that, like even things that people think are on the minor scale, they're still big issues and they still exist and need to be addressed. Talking about catcalling, that was something I wanted to get onto. Obviously yeah. myself as a white Caucasian male, I recognize my privilege. So I recognize mm-hmm. when I'm walking down the street, I don't experience the same things that a woman might experience or a traveler might experience or a tourist might even experience. And one of those things for women especially is catcalling. And I know this because so many of my friends have told me of their experiences or have even on nights out have said, Daniel, I think we need to go or Daniel, can we stand over there or Daniel, whatever. And it shocks me a lot of the time, but now it's become Uh, one of those things where I'm hearing so much about it. And I wanted to talk to you about it. For me, it's just disgusting. And I hate when people are like, oh, it's a compliment, take it as a compliment. I'm like, a compliment is not meant to make you feel unsafe and uncomfortable. That is not a compliment. That's something completely different. Like if a girl is walking home alone and a group of guys shout at her and they think it's a compliment, that's not a compliment. That is harassment. You know, there's a difference and it's just so annoying. Friends have said Mm. to me that they keep their locations on, on Snap Maps all the time, especially on nights out for their friends to be able to see where they are and things like that. Is that common, Alex? Absolutely. Like I especially on nights out I always always have snap maps on I always like tell my friends where I'm going and like even little things like being in a club I like it's just something a girl knows never ever ever leave your drink like you don't do that go to the bathroom with a friend you know things like that it's just so ingrained and it shouldn't have to be but it's what we're taught even as kids like we're taught not to do these specific things and I feel like boys aren't taught hey like don't harass girls you know the whole boys will be boys phrase yeah. is just it's infuriating of... i'm like boys will be held accountable for their fucking actions okay <laughs> <laughs> it's and that's something else i wanted to talk about alex sexual mm-hmm. assault i even did an episode with my friend mikey recently and we were talking about sexual assault within the lgbt community and we were talking more so in terms of the lgbt community but it's a very real problem across the board mm-hmm. isn't it, it is. alex it is especially like in some countries the cases are just horrific like I know there's so much going on like Brazil and Argentina right now where just sexual assault cases have just risen so much it's insane but even in Ireland women know that even if they come forward there's not that much of a chance anything can be done specifically about it and in that case when the girl against those rugby players everyone was like oh she's lying like why would she come forward late I'm like because of this because people don't want the harassment of like media and even their peers you know they don't want to be told they're a liar so or even there's such a stigma like if a woman comes forward they can almost feel like they're in the wrong to be coming forward or the disgust is going to be put on them which is such a messed up it's insane doing things like this even Alex this podcast and resetting up Femsock and Manuth sparks conversation and hopefully that will go to 
try and normalize women coming forward and being able to feeling like they can talk about their experiences and get justice for them I think that's so important it's so big like it's all about just starting these conversations breaking the stigma making things okay to talk about you know why do you think there is a stigma why do you think that women feel this way is there history to it um the patriarchy um (laughs) I think literally just the patriarchy and these like systems in society that have been put in place make it hard for women to come forward because they look at past cases they look at what's happening in the press and they're like why will I do this when no one's going to end up being held accountable and the blame is going to be put on me you know like women are just learning from their own experience and like other people's experience and if they're not seeing justice being done anywhere why would they take action you know even in today's society, I mean, there are still countries where women can't drive. And obviously there are cultural um, traditions and things like that in play. Yeah. But I think it's all about conversation as well. I think it's it bringing these things into life. So even like I remember in school seeing posters about recycling on the walls and posters about yeah. other things on the walls. And recycling has always been... <laughs> recycling what a different topic but no like (laughs) for example recycling has always been such an ingrained thing in my head because conversation was started when we were younger so I think starting conversation about these issues even on social media so again Alex again I'm going to applaud you for Femstock I know I've already praised you for that but I can praise you again girl (laughs) thank you Alex one of the issues in society today that I do want to talk about. I know I was talking about other countries, but in Ireland, there is still a gender pay gap. That is something, and in many countries, the gender pay gap is a modern example of challenges women face. Inequality, I'm not even going to say, well, I will say challenges, but more so inequalities that women face today. For example, in 2017, in Ireland, the gender pay gap was 14.4%. That's crazy. That's That's such crazy. I mean, that's not 90%, but 14.4% is still a large percentage. Yeah, it's enough of a percentage for society to to still be saying you are not equal to a man, still. If they're saying it's because of families and stuff, that also adds into saying that men can't be single fathers or two men can't be fathers together. It, It builds into this idea that women are you know the main the head of the family and they're the mother that's ridiculous you know and that's another stereotype that's another gender belief in society which is something I want to talk about societal gender beliefs and how distorted they are even Alex pink toys being for girls Barbies being for girls toy trucks being for boys blue being for boys I think these things kind of contribute to further societal beliefs down the line and they can be ingrained I think as kids, we are so susceptible to beliefs. So the things we learn as kids, that will, those same mindsets will like stay with us when we go into adulthood. So ridiculous beliefs, like, so gender is a social construct. It doesn't exist. Mm. So do you want to talk about that a bit more? Yeah. So basically it is a sort of confusing topic. Sex exists. That's what you're assigned at birth. Gender is the social construct of like masculine and feminine so blue being for a boy that's gendered or pink being for a girl that's gendered 
And that can be particularly damaging because like as boys and girls grow older, they believe that if they like one thing that's wrong or if they like another thing that's wrong. And so many products are just so unnecessarily gendered. Like if you go into a supermarket, like a bar of soap will be like pink bar of soap for girls. I'm like, why is this for a girl and not a boy? Like there's no logic to it at all. Even like hardware stores, oh, on any hardware advert, you'll see a man in a construction hat and in a high-vis vest. What if a woman wanted to do that as her career? What if a woman wanted to be a construction worker? I mean, personally, I think these kind of stereotypes kind of come from these gender constructs that appear from a young age. I mean, I remember even loving Sylvanians when I was, what, (laughs) five, ten, and they were very much I remember some of my friends even when I was that young being like oh like that's that's a girl's toy oh and I think that as he said can be very damaging and definitely contributes to stereotypes in today's society exactly and it just it leads into toxic masculinity where where you get like boys and men fearing any sort of femininity because that's what they've been taught as a kid. Pink is not for them, being feminine is not for them. So they fear that and they repress that. And it just, it leads to so many issues like that. It leads to so many issues, Alex. For example, homophobia, transphobia and misogyny. Exactly, you get these like men fearing and hating anything that isn't like super macho and super manly. And it's just so damaging to so many people. It creates stereotypes as well. I mean, Alex, can I ask you, besides these obvious stereotypes that are so incorrect and so wrong, how are women portrayed in the media today? It's definitely getting a lot better, but Hmm. I feel like as it gets better on some levels, it gets worse because when like feminists rise up, they can be painted badly in the media. They're painted as like these angry, like, crazy women who are just emotional and stuff like that and that's like that like that stereotype is so damaging to people who just care about equality and it's all down to equality what kind of things have happened recently i mean the me too movement was so powerful and so necessary the repeal the eighth movement in ireland a few years ago and then the introduction of abortion laws was so necessary and so empowering but what else has happened alex I think the most recent thing, especially in Ireland, was the IBSA laws coming in. That was huge. I feel like I can't believe that it wasn't illegal before for men or anyone really to take advantage of anyone else's photos that they consented to maybe share with one person or maybe no one at all. What does IBSA stand for? Oh, for um, any listeners who might not. Oh, IBSA is image based sexual abuse. So basically, I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but if you Uh, haven't, it's where, oh yeah, all of these girls' photos on the internet, I think in Ireland, I'm not sure anywhere else, were just leaked. And it was just these men and these boys who felt they had the right to take this from a woman. I'm like, why, what, like you arrogant, arrogant person, what gives you the right to do that? 
how could anyone do that? How could anyone have the right to do that? Not even a man. How could anyone? Image-based sexual abuse is disgusting. And as you yeah. said, it's shocking that laws against it were only introduced recently. And they were introduced this year, which was such a forward movement. And as I said, the Me Too movement, the introduction of abortion laws were so powerful. But I definitely think there is still so much more to go. And Alex, even the Work Equal campaign that was supported by Sullis and Permanent TSB, that was also very positive in attempting yeah. to close the gender pay gap. And Alex, something else that I wanted to talk about tonight that I think is such an issue that maybe isn't spoken about enough is internal misogyny. It is definitely an issue. And one of the things I hate most about internalized misogyny is, you know, that like phrase, oh, I'm not like other girls. And I'm like, I hate that because what's wrong with other girls? If you are not like other girls, what's wrong with other girls? What's wrong with other women? You're literally just shitting on your entire sex and that's not okay. Like women definitely should support other women, like uplift each other. But then there's also the side of, um, do you remember when Amy Coney Barrett was put in by Trump as the replacement to Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Mm. And a lot of women were criticizing her because she has some messed up laws that she wants to bring in she is anti-feminist she um is against abortion and all of that and a lot of women were like oh but she's a woman in power you should be supporting her but a woman in power is not inherently feminist if she uses that power to bring down other women so there's that side of it as well where you don't have to support other women if they are damaging women themselves if you get me that's why feminism is so important yeah people just think feminism I mean feminism does uplift women but people think sometimes that that's all it does but no it does do that but feminism does so much more for society exactly it's for equality for everyone so it's not just about uplifting any woman like we still call people out we hold people accountable for things you know it's not just about oh girlhood uplifting women it's not just that you know Alex, you were talking earlier about intersectionality. And again, that's another term that I myself wasn't too familiar with. I feel so grateful that I'm even tonight learning so much about feminism and really what women do have to face in today's society. And intersectionality, I've never really heard of it. Can you explain that for us? Basically, intersectionality and intersectional feminism is this like ideology that all oppression is linked and all oppression overlaps so for example there's the gender pay gap between a white woman and a white man but then a black woman makes even less than a white woman so where does that come in so the oppression between being a woman and being black that is linked or the oppression between being lgbt and being a woman that is linked all oppression is linked and kind of came in when feminism started to go away of only supporting white women when women of color lgbt women disabled women they were still oppressed and still suffering so intersectionality just looks after everyone i think someone who goes to crush the issue of intersectional oppression is kamala harris in the u.s becoming Is she the first female, the first black female vice president in the US? She's the first female vice president ever. And she's the first like woman of color vice president ever. Amazing. amazing. She she is a clear example of, she is a clear example of how forward we are going, but of how 
much more we need to go and she she is an example of the light in the tunnel I think who exactly Alex who else in today's society would you say is doing great things for the feminist movement and for equality in general um Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez she's doing so many amazing things and I I would love to see her be president someday I really really would and she's such a role model to like little girls because I feel like little girls especially like when we were growing up there weren't a lot of like women of color role models that like girls had to look up to so uh, there's a lot today which is great who who exactly is she Alex oh Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez she's the congresswoman for New York and also Chimamanda Ngochi Adichie she she is oh she is a black author from Nigeria and she wrote the book the thing around your neck or she wrote this collection of short short stories that we studied in English and it was amazing because it was just giving people insight as to what it is like to be a black woman moving to America and she did a TED talk about it where basically she had moved into her new dorm and her roommate was surprised that she could speak English when they speak English in Nigeria anyway so she was just addressing a lot of like racist like microaggressions as well so she's amazing would you recommend her book to listeners? Definitely, definitely read her book. Um, she has an audio book as well, which is amazing. Wow. Another book that's kind of almost trendy these days is Women Don't Owe You Pretty. It's blowing oh, up yeah. a lot in Ireland anyway, in Dublin. All of my friends are always posting it on their Snapchat stories and stuff. Have you read yeah. it by Florence Gibbon? No, I haven't read it yet. But mm. I also haven't to... read it, so I think... Yeah. I think we can both get on that and yes. the listeners as well we'd I'm well I don't want to say we'd recommend because we haven't read it but from what I've heard it's a really yeah. uplifting book I even saw on Facebook someone posting a tweet a man and he said that after reading it he recommended it to everyone in his workplace and they all read it and even mm-hmm. words such as faggot stopped being used around the workplace he worked in some that's amazing oh my god yeah yeah so for the listeners for you Alex I think we can all read that book maybe that book could do us all some could it teach us all something yeah Um, Alex I think even artists today musical artists such as Ariana Grande Meg the Stallion Doja Cat even they're doing so many amazing things in normalizing the empowerment of women and smashing as well the issue of the sexualization of women in exactly the media I think that's another big issue Alex would you say that's another big issue the sexualization of women in media yeah yeah definitely um yeah the sexualization of women in the media is such a big issue oh especially on Instagram where there's literally guidelines where a man can be topless and a woman can't and like what is inherently different or sexual between a woman's chest and a man's it's ridiculous like why is that a rule free the nipple (laughs) yeah please now (laughs) it's insane like boys can like walk around at like festivals like longitude fully topless but a girl can't post a topless photo on her own Instagram account it's insane like what do you think of community guidelines on say TikTok and things like that? It's ridiculous. I'm like, it's against community guidelines for like a woman to show too much of her own body. I'm like, are you serious? Like what? Another example was the whole Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran scandal to do with the, yeah. her lyrics or something. I can't remember. That's insane. 
Taylor Swift was like slammed, and she still is for like, oh, she writes all her songs about her exes, all these albums are about love and her exes, but artists like Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, they do the exact same thing all the time. Pretty much all of Ed Sheeran's songs are about exes and love, and he's not slammed, he's praised. <laughs> it's awful. That's why I think Femsock Manuth and accounts like that and college societies like so are so necessary and are so forward thinking. Alex, maybe can I ask you, what are some of the posts you post on Femsock? What are some of the events you hold? What are some of the campaigns you do in Femsock Manuth to try and counteract the, these issues in the media and in society? Oh, so basically we make sort of like posts, like information posts informing people on different things like intersectionality and stuff. And then the next thing that we have planned is me and some of the other women of color on the FEMSOC committee are gonna do a panel just discussing what it's like growing up as a woman of color in Ireland, because that's a very different experience to growing up as a white person in Ireland. So wow. different things like that, just like educational, but also fun. We have Feminist Fridays where we kind of just get together for a chat over Zoom. Maybe we have like a tea or coffee, just discuss our week. Cause you know, it's lockdown, it's hard. So we just get together and like support each other. Wow, that's so nice. I want to go. I mean, I'm not in Manus, so I can't attend. Can the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. Alex, what else do you think we need to do to support feminism and counteract misogyny? I think it's all about, well, not all about, but a lot to do with little conversations. If you see something or hear something, call it out. Because I know a lot of the times our parents can say stuff that, and they're like, oh, it's because I grew up in a different time. I'm like, no, you're educated. Stay educated. You can learn from this. There's no excuse for not trying to educate yourself on a certain issue. So educate yourself, educate other people. And remember that it's not on anyone else to educate you. If you like, you need to go educate yourself, you know? That's what I was talking about earlier. Education. Yeah. The example yeah. I gave earlier I'm even 20 years old now and I still remember clearly those posters in my primary school classroom that said reduce, reuse, recycle. I still remember those posters clearly. So if I can say that now, hopefully people listening, hopefully there's, hopefully the Minister of Education is listening right now. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Um, no, education is so important. And I think campaigns such as the Me Too movement, like I was talking about earlier, and protests Obviously now protests can happen with the pandemic, but online protests can happen. Social yeah. media posts can be posted during the Black Lives Matter movement. So many people posting the black squares on social media using the hashtags, reposting other campaigns and photos and videos and experiences and reports and articles. There's so much we can do. And even... Yeah me and Mikey talking in one of the episodes before about issues within the LGBT community. There's so many issues that I think if we come together as people in our different age groups and as a society in general, we can counteract these issues if we work together through the media, through campaigns, and through college societies, through conversations, as sim things as simple as that, like Alex was saying, like I was exactly. saying. Exactly, like it's all about the small conversations and just uplifting each other you know the posters in classrooms the posts on yeah, social media the post-its to remind yeah. you to read women don't know you pretty to watch exactly the like the secrets. school system that's big that needs to change so 
Yes, yes, and we were talking about that. Well, Alex, I hope that us talking tonight, we can spark, this can be a starting spark for conversation for listeners, for anyone out there, and hopefully people are doing more things like this so that conversation can be started. And I'm grateful that you came on tonight to talk and to inform and to spread awareness. And I think what we're doing tonight is really great. And I'm really grateful that you came on. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a good time. I feel like, I hope everyone learned maybe even just one thing from our chat tonight. 100%. Alex, what would be one thing that you'd want people to learn? Just stay informed, stay educated, you know? (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Alex, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I think we'll leave it there. I think we talked about a lot. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I hope you had a good time as well. I had a very good time talking to you and I learned a lot. That's something that I'm really taking from this. I learned a lot just even talking to you. And even this is one of those small conversations. So exactly. And I learned about that book. I'm definitely gonna read that. That sounds so good. Yeah, I'm gonna read it as well. 100 percent I'm really excited now. That's being added to my maybe I'll do an audiobook for an episode, episode, whatever. And actually be an audiobook. Mm. podcast too <laughs> anyway alex thank you so much we'll leave it there thank you thank so you much everyone for, thank you so much to the listeners stay stay tuned on the instagram page for more updates on the next episode for next week's episode and i hope you guys are excited that's on period thank you yeah. everyone for listening thank you alex so much for coming on and see you Thanks, guys Daniel. in the next episode bye guys